Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Bible Quest, the Tuesday edition. I'm your host, uh, Jonathan Sadler, and I've got with me Scott Smelser today. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing well. Good, good to see you. Um, if you're coming in on the Zoom app, you can submit your questions or your comments on our topic today uh, in the Q&A box or in the chat window, and we'll be happy to get to those in our show. Uh, or if you're coming in on Scott's Facebook page, you can put your comments in the comment box there, and I'll be monitoring that, and we'll uh, hopefully be able to answer any questions that you all have um, today. Or if you have any other topics that you'd like us to discuss, um, you can submit those to us at BibleQuest.tv. And we'll be happy to get to those if we don't have time today and some of our future shows as well. So, uh, Scott, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about people at the cross. Uh, and rightly so, we remember throughout our lives and on the Lord's Day as we take communion, we think about Jesus, who is the one who was on the cross dying for our sins. But also along with that, today we want to learn some lessons from the people around the cross. Uh, and so who would that be? Well, we'll be talking about Pilate. Uh, we'll be talking maybe about the women of Galilee, uh, the Roman soldiers, the crowd, thieves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So why don't we start with Pilate? Uh, Pontius Pilate, I find this interesting. Uh, how many people would know who Pontius Pilate is. I think most literate people, you know, educated literate people very often know who Pontius Pilate is. Uh, Jonathan, how many other Roman governors of Judea can you name? <laughs> uh, see, of Judea, uh, was Felix and Festus, were they of Judea? You know, I think so, but I'm not yeah. sure because they were stationed over at Caesarea, so yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. So other than uh, those, none. <laughs> good question, yeah. But point being, there would have been numerous govern Roman governors of numerous provinces, and we don't know about them. Mm -hmm. We know about Pontius Pilate because mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. Yep. So he was a Roman governor. But the reason he's known is because of Jesus. Right. And that's kind of interesting because of his reaction. He wanted to have nothing to do with it. So let's read about that. Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew chapter 27. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the first two verses. And then, Jonathan, if you can read 11 through 14 for us. Yep. Matthew 27. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him to Pilate the governor. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's have 11 through 14. Now Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, you have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even a single to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had been a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? 
for he knew that it was out of envy that he had delivered him up. Jonathan, you want to take up with the reading there, please? Uh, yeah, so we're in um, verse 19. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife had sent word to him, saying, Have nothing to do with this righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. And the chief priest and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. And the governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. And Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? And they said, Let him be crucified. And he said, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. And so when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, his blood be on us and our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Mm -hmm. Now, before we talk about these verses, let's remember a few other things about this uh, exchange with Pontius Pilate that we know from some of the other Gospels. So uh, we know, for instance, from another Gospel that uh, Jesus said, he asked Jesus, this is in John 18, um, are you the king? And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Mm -hmm. uh, we know from Luke that Pilate found out that he was from Galilee, and so that's Herod's district. So, okay, I can you know send him off to Herod, but then Herod sends him back. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some other things you recall about this interchange that we learned from the other Gospels? Um, I know the uh, I don't remember which Gospel, but um, I don't think Matthew made it particularly clear, but um Pilate really made an effort he wanted to release Jesus but was um I mean here he washes his hands in Matthew chapter 27 but I think Mark mentions that he was seeking a way to to uh, vindicate Jesus I suppose in John in John we find out the buttons that they pushed to get Pilate to allow the crucifixion uh in John they said, this man, we have no king but Caesar. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you let him go, you're no friend of Caesar. Yeah. Well, Pilate, the governor, doesn't need to respond to necessarily taunts of the Jews. But the thing is, what if that gets back to Rome? Right. But if it gets back to Rome, that there was a guy that was claiming to be a Jewish king without authority from Rome. And the people were pleading for loyalty to Caesar, and Pilate wouldn't do anything about it. So they they know, you know, they know the button to push with Pilate, and they push the button. Mm -hmm. uh, but even after he crucifies him, crucified him, what was it he had written over Jesus? He's the king of the Jews. Yeah, and the chief priest said what? Don't, uh, don't write king yeah. of the Jews. Say. He said that he was the king of the Jews. And, and Pilate, Pilate said, you know, I've written what I've written. Mm -hmm. So what I want to notice here about Pilate is the fact that he washed his hands of it. He doesn't want to crucify Jesus. He doesn't want a report go back to Caesar that the people were pleading loyalty to Caesar and Pilate wouldn't crucify him. Mm -hmm. 
So he's between two options, neither of which he likes, but obviously he picks the one for self-preservation. Yep. And basically, I wash my hands of it. This isn't me. There's a lot of people. There, there, there two sayings from the New Testament are interesting. One, if you're not against me, you're for me. And another one, if you're not with me, you're against me. Mm-hmm. The point I'd like to make here is that spiritually speaking, we don't have the option of being Switzerland. Mm-hmm. When there's a war, what does Switzerland do? They're neutral. Yep. They're, we're staying out of it. We're neutral. And I think a lot of people want that relationship about Jesus Christ. They don't want to go out and necessarily be known as being against him, but they don't want to be for him. Other yeah. thoughts, John? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, I think it's interesting the statement that that Jesus makes um, to Pilate um and uh the i just want to read this quick conversation from john chapter 19 um where uh Pilate, you know hears that he has been jesus has been making himself out to be the son of god and so he's kind of you know concerned about that statement so in verse 8 when he heard that statement he was even more afraid and he entered his headquarters again and said to jesus where are you from and then jesus gave him no answer and so Pilate said you will not speak to me do you not know that i have the authority to release you and the authority to crucify you And then Jesus said to him, you would have no authority over me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, he who has delivered me over to you has the greater sin. And I think you can kind of infer from, you know, what Jesus is saying to to Pilate, the things that Pilate is doing and his kind of aloof behavior and how he just kind of wants to kind of stay at arm's length and not really get super involved here. um, That's, he's in the wrong in, in how he's treating Jesus and responding to Jesus. Um, what the Jewish people are doing is greater in their wrong. Right. Um, right. But Pilate is not, is not being pleasing to God in his decisions here either. Right, right, right. Has he really succeeded at being not guilty by washing his hands? Yeah, no. You know, in fact, I think it's in Acts 2 where uh, Peter says to the, to the Jews, he says, you by the hand of lawless men did crucify and slay. Mm-hmm. Pilate's guilty. His, his washing his hands doesn't make him not guilty. But Pilate, by Jesus' own words, is not as guilty as the others. He says, they have the greater sin. Mm-hmm. Which brings up something. How many times do people say no sin is bigger than another? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Jesus says there is. I think what people are trying to say is there's not like little, you know, some people think there's venial sins and mortal sins and this sin doesn't matter. Pilate's sin mattered. Mm -hmm. Pilate's condemned in his sin, but that doesn't mean that there aren't greater sins and greater sinners Mm -hmm. in there were. And lastly on Pilate, uh, what was it that Pilate's wife told him? Have have nothing to do with them <laughs> and he's kind of trying to do that yeah mm-hmm. trying to wash his hands this is not me this is not me this is you and there then the irony of all the things pontius Pilate ever did this one day when he keeps trying to distance himself from it mm-hmm. this is not me that we wouldn't even know 
Pontius Pilate's name today yeah. if it had not been for this very thing. Mm -hmm. yep. All right, next guy. What about Barabbas? Um, he's for insurrection and murder. Uh, and uh, if you've ever seen the movie Passion of the Christ, of course, there's you know some details in there that we don't know for sure. But it's kind of interesting how he's portrayed when Pilate asks, who do you want me to release? Barabbas, <laughs> this is murder, or, or Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the crowd goes, Barabbas. Uh, in the movie, Barabbas' eyes get big and suddenly feels like he's some kind of folk hero or something. I don't know <laughs> how he felt. But mm -hmm. what, what interesting... What interesting notes can we make about what the biblical text tells us about Barabbas? What strikes you there? Yeah, so he um, is, uh, it seems like maybe this is part of Pilate's strategy of trying to release Jesus yeah. um, and thinking like, well, I've got Jesus here. So I'm going to pick somebody, like compare him to somebody that like, is a no-brainer, <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. You, would, you definitely want to leave this guy in jail. So Matthew verse or Matthew twenty-seven sixteen says he's a notorious prisoner, um, who's who's called Barabbas. Um, he's not just like you know a shoplifter or something like that. This is a, a murderer and an insurrectionist and and like kind of like really bad dude um, that you've got here. So that's interesting. Yeah, kind of like if a mom's trying to get her kid to eat vegetables and says, what would you rather have for supper? You know, broccoli or dead mice? Yeah. <laughs> and the kid goes, dead mice! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, it's interesting. By their picking Barabbas, he goes free. Mm -hmm. So a guilty man goes free while an innocent man dies mm -hmm. there's kind of some foreshadowing there mm -hmm. any other thoughts on barabbas yeah and there's not like this is this is probably just uh there's a lot of assumption because the text doesn't actually say but man I, I like to maybe kind of put myself in the position of barabbas and thinking like like how would i be feeling at that moment <laughs> like like uh I, I don't know if barabbas maybe heard of jesus before um or or like you know knew anything about him or who he was jesus was famous in in the region uh of all you know performing miracles and his teachings and things like that and so i wonder if like maybe barabbas might have thought like like oh they're bringing me out of prison uh you know maybe i'm going to be set free according to this custom that's going on here and then look over and think oh great <laughs> you know it's me or jesus obviously they're not gonna pick me and then all of a sudden they pick you uh, like he must have been very surprised. I, I wonder. I, I wish that there was more information given about like how, if at all, that affected Barabbas, being the guy that like he knew like I'm the one that probably should be getting executed for the things that I've done, but he's being executed instead. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if that ever like if that ever connected in Barabbas's head. And does it, I, I does it resonate? Was, does yeah. it resonate? And we don't know. Mm -hmm um let's jump uh and I, I want you jonathan to pick out the next character but um i want to look next at simon of cyrene so let's turn to the gospel of mark there's something really interesting here so um 
Matthew, Mark chapter 15. Mm -hmm. uh, did I lose you? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, Mark right. chapter 15. And I've got low batteries. So at some point here, Jonathan will just take over. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark chapter 15, verse 21. They compelled. Remember, Jesus said, if someone compels you to go a mile, Roman soldiers had the right to compel people to carry things. And that's what's going on here. Um, by the way, um, the uh, we're getting some comments in. I can't see what all of them are because I'm on uh, Luke's phone here. But it says they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country. And then it says something really interesting. The father of Alexander and Rufus to carry his cross. Now, if... If I was telling you about somebody you didn't know, and I said, that's the father or the brother or the sister or the mother or whatever of so-and-so, it's because you know the other person. If I'm mentioning to you Robert DeGrotto, that's Drew's brother. Mm -hmm. Do I say that's Drew's brother? Because I know you know Drew. Right. Mm -hmm. It's generally understood that Mark is writing for Roman audience. We know that one of the Christians in Rome was named rufus it might be the same rufus mm -hmm. but obviously the christians that are being written to here know alexander and rufus mm -hmm. you know i mean how many people of the bible could you just a lot of people had some kids but were not told it. when it says pontius pilate it doesn't say joe and jane's dad mm -hmm. you know we, mm -hmm. we don't know who his kids are mm -hmm. the audience the, the the christians that mark writes to know alexander and rufus which means, no doubt, they are Christians. And their father carried the cross. So like when we say we don't know how Barabbas reacted, but we have a hint here how Simon may have reacted. It looks like that this encounter where he's, because he doesn't volunteer, he's forced to do it. But later we see his two sons are Christians. So maybe this led to Simon himself being a Christian. Very interesting, at least his sons are. Mm -hmm. any thoughts on that and then you pick our next characters out yeah no yeah so the the next one that i want to think about is the well the really kind of two because they come in a pair uh are the two people that are crucified with jesus um the the two criminals that are there with jesus so in, in luke chapter 23 in verse 32 um says two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him and when they came to the place that is called the skull there, they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right hand and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they were casting lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the ruler scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the Son of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to offer him sour wine. Um, and then they said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And then in verse 39, it says, one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So you've got these two guys that are being executed on the same day in the same place with Jesus. And um, one of the guys 
whenever he uh, is hanging on the cross with Jesus and Jesus is being ridiculed and everyone's saying, you know, save yourself if you can, you know, if you're powerful enough and all that sort of stuff. Um, it, uh, the one criminal in verse 39 says, if you're the Christ, save yourself and me, <laughs> you know, save us, you know, do something about this. Um, maybe kind of, um, it reminds me of the statement that I've heard you make before, Scott, of, of the maybe kind of reaction where people, whenever they see Jesus, they want the savior part of Jesus, but not the Lord part of Jesus. That seems like this criminal kind of guy is like, save me. <laughs> um, but clearly doesn't really have very much respect or fear of God. And you can see that from the other uh, criminal's re reaction in verse 40, where he rebukes him and says, don't you fear God? We're under the same sentence of condemnation and we deserve what we're getting, but this guy doesn't. <laughs> and begs for Jesus to remember him and show mercy on him. Um, and then Jesus says, today you'll be, you'll be with me in paradise. You see those two polar opposite reactions. One that just wants kind of the benefits, like Jesus do something, you know, help me out, give me the benefits. But then this other guy who just kind of begs for mercy from Jesus, realizing who Jesus is and who he is. And like, I deserve what I'm getting, but you don't. Um, and you see that a lot, people having that type of reaction to Jesus still today. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, Scott. There's an old country song, Three Men on a Mount, and it's about Jesus and the two thieves. And it describes the one thief who's guilty and mocking Jesus, and it describes the other one who's penitent and forgiven. And then verse three, you know, is basically asked the question, which, you know, which one are we going to be? Because, mm -hmm. yeah, we don't get to be the guy in the middle. We yeah. don't get to be the innocent one. Uh, we don't get to be the savior. We're guilty. All of us are guilty. Are we the guy on one side who's guilty and die for our own sins and in our own sins to be punished for our sins because we don't go to the one in the middle who's dying for our sins? I mean, the gift is there. Or are we like the fellow who realizes I am guilty? He's not. This man has done nothing amiss. Which which be? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, another guy, uh, person to to realize, I think, um, at the cross is the uh, centurion who's standing there. Um, at the cross, the, the gospels record him in uh, saying a, a couple of different things, but I want to notice what Mark says about him in Mark chapter 15. When Jesus is, is there on the cross and he's nearing his final moments and, and eventually dies, in verse 33 it says, When the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders hearing it said, behold, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed, gave it to him to drink, saying, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come and take him down. And then Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Um, in Luke, he says, truly, this man was innocent, or certainly this man was innocent. So the centurion is observing all this going on, and the people ridiculing him, and then this, this miraculous darkness in the middle of the day, 
and then maybe gets word of, of what happens uh, uh, whenever Jesus dies in the temple, you know, veil rips and uh, one of the gospels record that the dead come out of their graves and, and there's just all kinds of crazy things that are going on at the death of Jesus. And he comes to the realization, this guy was the son of God. Um, it, it reminds me, and really kind of this whole conversation that we're having is uh, rooted in, I think, a really important biblical principle um, that Jesus says to the apostle Peter in Acts, or Matthew chapter 16, um, where in Matthew chapter 16, we know this, this chapter as being where Jesus uh, asks uh, Peter, you know, who he says that he is or who people say that he is. And there's two important questions that Jesus asked in Matthew 16, verse 13. Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So first question is, what are people saying about me? And there are a whole bunch of answers about what people are saying about Jesus. Then he says in verse 15, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter gets up and says, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. That really reminds me a lot of the centurion. <laughs> there are a lot of people that are saying a lot of things about Jesus, railing yeah. at him. You're calling yourself right. the king of the Jews. You're saying you're the savior of the world. You're saying, you know, you're the son of God and all this kind of stuff, you know, prove it. And the centurion is observing all of this. And when he sees the, the final thing happen, he comes to the conclusion himself, Jesus is the son of God. <laughs> um, and that's an important question I think all of us need to think about in our lives. And, and something that's helpful in noticing the people at the cross is a lot of them have a bunch of reactions to the same man. <laughs> Um, and the centurion out of all of them, I think, has the right reaction <laughs> where he sees Jesus and realizes he's the son of God. Yeah. And then there's the women. Mm -hmm. uh, we do see John at the cross in the, the gospel of John, but we also see the reference in general uh, at Gethsemane, the disciples fled. Yeah. They flee and run away. On Sunday, they're in a room with the door locked. Mm -hmm. They're scared. Mm -hmm. But who is at the cross? The women. Mm -hmm. Who go to the tomb first? Mm -hmm. The women. And they don't understand everything. And they're like, there's like the two disciples on the road to Emmaus mm -hmm. who say, you know, um, we had hoped that it was he that would redeem Israel. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but they're still there and they're going to go to the tomb and they find the tomb empty. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. Yeah. And then maybe one last person to, to notice this is after, after his death is really, uh, I guess, another pair, uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. Um, and in John chapter 19, verse 38, after these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission, so he came away and took his body. And Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus, bound it in linen cloth and with spices, and uh, as is the burial custom of the Jews, and now in a new place... Uh, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet laid. And so because of the Jewish days of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. So Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, two, two people who are described as being disciples of Christ, but secretly, or at least Joseph of Arimathea is a secret disciple of Christ. 
now is no longer keeping it a secret. Um, he, he comes out and they both, you know, honor, honor Jesus, um, you know, anoint him, prepare him for burial. And, and they're, they're not hiding their allegiance to him anymore. Um, and so I really like looking in, in, especially the gospel of John and kind of noticing the three different times Nicodemus shows up and his, his slight growth in his faith and commitment to Jesus, where at first he comes at night and he just has a question for Jesus and he doesn't understand. Then the Jewish leaders are wanting to kill him and, and Nicodemus kind of speaks up a little bit and says, well, shouldn't we give him a trial first? <laughs> you know, shouldn't we actually hear him out? And they, you know, kind of snap at him uh, halfway through the gospel. And then at the end, when Jesus is killed, he comes out and publicly, you know, helps Joseph uh, with the with the burial of Jesus. So it's cool to see that that growth and commitment of loyalty in him. Yeah. And I find it very striking. You know, Jesus is executed. His friends, his disciples, the 12 mm -hmm. don't come claim the body and give it a burial yeah it's these two guys that earlier had been disciples in secret so the open disciples retreat in cowardice and these guys step up in fact one of the gospels i believe it's mark says that joseph went boldly to Pilate mm -hmm. and, yep. and asked for it Yep. Uh, and I think there's several things there. One, the disciples probably had more reason to maybe be afraid than a couple of Sanhedrin leaders having mercy on a dead man. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, I think something else is going on. Peter has been all in. Mm -hmm. I've left everything to follow you. And then when Jesus lets himself be captured and taken away and killed, he's, he's losing his faith and scared doesn't know what's going on and he runs and denies and mm -hmm. whereas these other guys they know they could have done more yeah they know they should have done more and now they're wanting to step up and do what they can at the time when peter and others are you know retreating mm -hmm. so very interesting juxtaposition mm -hmm. between them there yep mm -hmm. All right. Any other thoughts? We might end a few minutes early here today. Any other thoughts, Jonathan? Uh, no, I'll just uh, say again um, why I think that this is this is cool to think about and and something that's important for us to think about is really draws my mind back to what Jesus says in Matthew 16. You know, you can look and see the responses of a lot of people. You know, there are a lot of different things that people say Jesus is not just at the cross but still today, a lot of different opinions and ideas and views about who Jesus is. But the important question is, who do you say Jesus is? Um, and so look at the evidence, see for yourself and determine for yourself who Jesus is. Um, and, and, you know, it's our hope that you'll come to realize that he is both Lord and Christ, like what Peter says in Acts chapter two to the, to the crowd at Pentecost um, and submit your life to him. So. Um, thanks for taking us through that, Scott, um, and thank you to our audience for being involved and, and uh, going along with us today. Uh, again, if you have any questions uh, further about that or uh, any other Bible questions that you would like to ask us, you can submit those to us at BibleQuest.tv, and we'll be happy to get to those in our future shows. But that's all we have for today.